Thank you so much for joining us at KTSW 89.9, The Other Side of Radio. I am here with Kaylin Foster, who is a vice president of a financial institution based out of California, and he is a senior loan officer. Kaylin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us. So, vice president, senior loan officer. Um, tell me a little about your job, Kaylin. What, is that, what does a senior loan officer do at a financial institution? And, uh, and we'll just start there. Sure. So, uh, senior loan officer is originating loans. And there's a lot of different types of senior loan officers at a financial institution. But my role specifically uh, is helping businesses or individual acquire other businesses using the SBA program. Uh, in addition to that, uh, they can also try to purchase real estate if they're a business using the same program. So I'll focus on helping those business owners do those uh, do those transactions and uh, from start to finish. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So are they, like how big do these loans range from? What's the smallest you've seen and what's the largest in average? Um, in general, uh, the smallest loan that we'll work on that in my specific role, um, and this varies from bank to bank, but my specific role is going to be anywhere from 250000 to, you know, $10 million. Wow. So with this, so this radio show that we have, um, it caters to a lot of business students here at, uh, Texas State University. So... You know, these, you know, some of these students, they're going to graduate. They're going to want to start their own business. Um, would, would they be dealing with you in, uh, in that regard? Yeah, they could. They could go. I mean, they'd be dealing with someone like me. Um, and, and I would help them walk through the program and, and try to gain access to capital to start that business. Gotcha. So what type of, uh, what would a first step for, like, would they just go to a website? I mean, what's, what's a first step? Somebody already knows what they want to do for business. They need the capital. Um, what advice would you give and what, what's the steps for that? Well, I, I would say that there's, you know, four things to a successful business loan. Um, and so we would start with, you know, do we know these four things? Um, and the four things that we talk about are going to be uh, liquidity, cash flow, collateral, and experience. And so, you know, it, those things can vary from deal to deal, but those are the four things we want to talk about so that we have a plan in order to be able to satisfy the requirements of the program and to demonstrate that they have uh, some kind of operation or, or strategy to deploy this capital to be successful. So in addition to that, you know, I, I kind of start from the beginning and I say, well, what is the plan? And so with all of our deals, we'll, we'll start with the business plan, right? So fundamental, do you have a plan written down and does it cover the needs that you have within your plan that you're asking the bank for and how you're going to address your customer in the market? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you said the top four. So let's, let's break those four down a second. Um, so liquidity, when you say liquidity, what do you, what do you mean? Like, do they already have... Like it, so, break those four down for me. It'll elaborate a little bit on sure. those. <clears throat> sure. So, liquidity is, um, you know, having some capital, right? Having, uh, having a portion of the deal uh, of your own through through your own resources or through friends and family. Generally, you're looking anywhere from ten to thirty percent of a deal if you're trying to um, go and request financing. You know, with most loans from the bank, um, there's going to be some portion that the actual borrower would bring into the game. Um, and that would be the liquidity they would need. In addition to that, 
liquidity also covers working capital. How much money does one need to have to start this business outside of, you know, let's say buying another business or, or buying equipment or buying inventory? How much money on a month-to-month basis do they need to ramp it up and, and get going so that the business can sustain its own cash flow? Uh, and, and so cash flow is the next one. Uh, so liquidity after liquidity, you're looking at cash flow. What is the plan through your business plan and through projections that you'd also provide the bank to be able to cash flow this loan, meaning meaning produce enough income to pay yourself and also repay the bank? Um, and so that's going to be the most the two most important deals from a financial or two most important topics from a financial perspective that they need to provide um, so that there's a clear path to being successful and not running out of money, which is the main reason uh, businesses will fail. Yeah. The, the third, the third, uh, the third pillar that we talked about was, was collateral. And that's not too important in a lot of these deals, but you know, with every deal with the equipment that you're purchasing um, with the assets, you may have collateral will be discussed on what's actually securing the loan, right? What is the bank lending upon that you needed to buy um, to be able to, to secure a bond and should there ever be uh, an issue in the future. And so collateral can come in many forms. Um, you know, it could be, like I said, the equipment, you could be buying a building. It could even be someone's home. If they're trying to start a business, they could pledge their home as collateral, which can be a sensitive topic, but it is something that happens quite often. Um, and, and then the last thing is experience, you know, being able to start a business and demonstrate that you have the necessary skills. May it be education, may it be um, direct industry experience working for a similar kind of business? Uh, have you managed the same amount of employees? Have you, um, you know, have you, do you have the right licensing to be able to uh, start this kind of business and be able to operate? And so all of those things are going to be addressed within the business plan as well. But those four pillars are what we look for before we can, we can make a loan. Gotcha. So when you're talking about these four pillars, is there one more important than the, like, can you, can you rank them or are they all equal of equal importance? I know that you had mentioned that collateral might not be the biggest. So if you were to rank these pillars, how would you rank them? Uh, yeah. So, so cash flow is definitely the most important one, right? Okay. Cause that's the one that we're actually generating the source of repayment for. If it doesn't cash flow, then it, then, there, then that would mean that you wouldn't have a plan to be able to repay. Yeah, uh, and so and so that one obviously is going to be number one. Um, number two, in in a lot of deals that can help get you through the loan process, um, it's probably a tie between liquidity and management experience. So you, you got to have liquidity to be, or at least have a plan to put you know a down payment or or you know understand what kind of liquidity you would need. That's part of the financial requirements, and so I think that's going to be something that you, you have to have. And the bank can finance that liquidity in, if your plan is inclusive of that. But but that's important to know what that liquidity level is in order for you to sustain. Um, and then obviously management experience. You know, it's it's very it's very much something that if you can demonstrate you can operate this kind of business, it's going to allow you to be successful when you do get that opportunity. And so if if you know if someone comes in and they want to start something in a different industry, completely. Uh, different from what they're experienced in, then they're going to get scrutinized a little bit more because how you know how can the bank rely that they have the the ability to be able to perform on their expectations? Gotcha, gotcha. So then liquidity. Let's talk about that one for a second. So are you saying that there is? Do you you can't get a loan without having some form of liquidity? You can't go in. I want to you know to the the bank to bankroll my entire organization. You have to have some form of liquidity no matter what every circumstance. 
In my in in the loans that I do, yes, okay, uh, because it's required. You know, we do it. We we do offer SBA loans, which are loans that are through a program that's that's defined by our government, um, and their requirement is that you have at least at least ten percent down for your project that you're trying to do, and you know whatever start startup or business that you're trying to create. So so there's no having a hundred percent in this situation. Um, that we're discussing, there are other kinds of loans that you know you can do, but it wouldn't be starting a new business um, that might have different liquidity requirements. But overall, I mean, as simple as we want to define it, liquidity is just a requirement to have to understand and have, and have access to cash. Gotcha, gotcha. So, can you unpack? I and mean, we only got a few minutes left. Can you unpack what an SBA loan? Like, just give a one to two minute. What is an SBA loan? What is the government doing there? What What does that mean? What is that? Sure. So. So starting a business and, and or buying a business um, or anything for a business at the levels that are required to do an SBA loan, which are small, um, is inherently risky. And so the government has created a plan to be able to uh, offer lenders, banks, to be able to finance these loans with a certain guarantee on the loan dollars that if should it go bad, it's, um, it's a pay-to-play po- program, meaning it's not directly funded by taxpayers, but paid for through the loans and the, and the fees charged to, to obtain one of these loans, but essentially these loans are, are created to help individuals and businesses buy, buy a business or buy equipment or obtain working capital, um, maybe buy out a partner in a business or buy a piece of property um, that they'd like to occupy with that business. And, and so these loans are done all across the country, across various lenders. But again, they follow this, this, these, this rule book essentially that, that has been defined to, to when those rules follow that there's a provided by the government. And that's the that's Small Business Administration, which is what SBA stands for. And so this is the main program that you'll find throughout throughout our country, the United States, for all these small businesses to to be able to start up or buy another business that are, you know, the, the business that you can imagine, the small, you know, Main Street kind of business. Gotcha, gotcha. That's awesome. This is great. Um, so, last you know minute minute left or so, Kaylin, what would you give advice you give to these business students who might want to go into your line of business? They now, now opposed to getting a loan, they want to be a vice president, senior loan officer. Um, what type of advice would you give to these graduating students? Um, yeah, so you know, to, to to be a loan officer in a bank, I guess you know, one you probably want to focus on understanding a little bit of a financial background. Um, so I think, you know, accounting classes, understanding how to read financials, that's something that um, is a skill that you can learn and, and be able to really digest whether or not a business or a plan to start a business makes sense. Um, obviously, communication is major in our industry, where being able to talk to people and understand what their request is. So, you know, it is a sales job that I do, so it is a front end job that needs to, where you need to be able to go out and talk to people, learn about them, understand their needs, and uh, and provide a plan for them. So, so you take those two skills together, and I think that's kind of the the mainstay behind being a, a loan officer at a bank. That's awesome, Kalen. Thank you so much for joining us here at KTSW eighty nine point nine. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Awesome. Take care.
Thanks for that interview, Eli. Uh, welcome back to KTSW 89.9, The Other Side of Radio. Uh, I'm your host, David Withy. I'm Naomi Marty Chavez. I'm Mason McCool. And I'm Eli Garcia. So let's just go ahead and unpack that. There was a lot of great information in that interview. Um, I guess just to get started, like, you know, building capital and, you know, getting financial support on your businesses, you know, necessary when creating a business and it, it's something that you know oftentimes people don't think about like hey i'm going to need to get this money from somewhere and uh you know the bank is going to be the first place you're going to look for something like that unless you got like friends and family with a bunch of money so uh yeah yeah you could sit here and like have your whole business plan prepared and from step one to step two but if you don't have like the financials or a loan for it how are you going to get it started but i think that's the main thing that nobody talks about like we were kind of talking about group projects we know how to build a business plan we're in business school we know how to do all that but whenever it comes down to like the nitty-gritty where am i going to get this money from who do i go to how do i go about this we don't really know that part of it so i think getting insight from someone who deals with that every single day is definitely insightful. Yeah, it was great. I mean, the interview, there was kind of a pre and post conversation I had with him. And he even mentioned, he goes, those four things, like it's so funny, those four things are what I tell everybody coming in who's trying to get a loan. Um, he goes, those are the four pillars I talk about every single time. And he and I just like that it is, it's not, doesn't seem like this wild thing. Like it is four very big, you know, steps right then and there that you're going to need. And he's just stressed very much. So like he, how he did in the interview, the cash flow piece. Like, and that's mm -hmm. what's great is because what we learn about in this school is that like, he's like that business plan. So like what we've been taught here at Texas state is that most important step. But again, it's not the only one. Like that's why the liquidity part got me because I was like, I just would have would assumed, Hey, I've got this big business plan. Like I need a bunch of money. Here it is. And I, you know, that's why I asked specifically so you don't you need money you know going into it and he's like yeah like that's yeah, a, you absolutely. know you have to have it and it's like okay so there's another thing to learn yeah they're looking at you like what what skins in the game yeah you know you know what, what are you going to put on the table for us just in case something goes goes wrong like yeah i think that like he said that you know like collateral wasn't like the biggest thing but i think that's one thing that we don't really take into account it's like are we willing like he said are we willing to put our house on the risk for this business mm -hmm. like are we willing to risk all of that that we already have just to start this business and i think that that going into a meeting like that really sets it into your mind like oh like i'm actually doing this mm -hmm. am i like gonna take it serious enough and i think that's why the experience part of it is also super important to be like can you do this have you done this are you serious about it are you are we just going to give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars for nothing. <laughs> yeah, because you have a written plan on a yeah. sheet of paper. It's 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 interesting too to think about the liquidity aspect and think about like just how not severe the consequences could be, but just how serious that you have to be about creating a business. He said that it's uh, kind of a touchy subject when people put their house on the line for their business because there's no guarantee that you're going to get business. Um, obviously not, you know, it's a, it's a very common thing for businesses to go under. And as a result, you know, the bank kind of has to step in and say, well, you did kind of, in a sense, gamble your house on this. We, we do have to come in and uphold, you know, uphold your end of the deal. And uh, so it, it's really just makes it that much more serious. That's if, you know, you're, 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 you're so ready to start this business and you're so, you're going to risk even your house for it. Like it's almost inspiring to think that, you know, so many people out there are going and, and risking even like their, their home, like their bed, where they, where they rest their head to fund a dream that they have to get mm -hmm. started. Yeah. yeah. Most people like do it like in the moment, not really thinking about it. Like you need like financial help like from like an advisor or something to like walk you through it like what would happen if you actually did put your house out like have you thought about like 
if you're gonna like make any profit from it or any of that like they don't think about any of that yeah i think another thing that you mentioned um it's like yeah you might make money off of this business but are you going to make enough to pay back what you're borrowing from us yeah. because you start making money you're like oh my gosh i have so much money it's like yeah except you borrowed a million dollars to start it and you have to go pay that back right. i feel like there's just so just, many things that go into it that nobody really thinks about yeah and i think it's important that he talked about all of that to kind of give people who want to start a business an idea of like what it looks like and how to start that process to hear collaterals not the biggest thing was a little surprising to me yeah. yeah i would have thought that would have been the like i mean obviously not bigger than the business plan of course you have to know how you're going to run your business and here's the projections and this and that but you know to hear collateral ah, it's not the biggest thing it's like man so i you know don't have to put my house down or what you know but that liquidity was so important so that sba portion that he talked about um, those requirements have to be pretty stringent to know that it is you need 10% up front. Well, can I just put my house down? No, but you can pull equity out of your home to get the 10%. Like, it's funny to know that there are those nuances when it comes to funding that you are going to have to know. Yeah. And I mean, switching a little bit to like how y'all talked to, like towards the end about if someone wants to be what he is, a VP, what was... Oh, a uh, senior loan <laughs> officer, vice president of the bank. Yeah, there was a lot of names in that. I couldn't remember. Um, <laughs> but like getting there and... For him to say that, like, the only thing you really, really, really need to know is, like, how to, like, read financial statements and, like, that kind of thing and then have communication skills. Like, I was expecting him to be like, you need to know this formula, this formula, how to, like, so many different things. But now there's only two aspects that are, like, keys to getting into that field is a little bit crazy to me. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably more to it, but he did. I mean, so at the end of the day, when it comes to it, I, I think... I, would t I took that last piece as like communication. I took that a lot as networking. Like I took that a yeah. lot as being able to communicate and being able to talk to these people and talk them through. And because at the end of the day, you know, another piece that wasn't in the actual interview, but we talked about was that he is kind of a, li a liaison between the customer and the bank. He's going to those people and saying, okay, you know, you got this business plan. He even told me, he said, if the cash flow piece isn't there, if that, if there are holes in it, no matter how passionate that person seems like or feels like, like, it's, it's kind of a, a deal breaker right then and there. If you can't say, here is my business plan, here's all, you, you can't answer all those questions because at the end of the day, he has to go and then communicate that to the bank and be like, this is a, this is a sound investment. Here's what I'm thinking. You know, it's not just, it's not as clear as like, you know, yes or no. It is convincing. It's negotiating type of mm -hmm. thing almost. Yeah, he's finding worthy investments. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like if, if, you, if you find someone who has an okay business plan, and then that business goes under, you know, say it's a 10 year loan and that business goes under after five, you're losing out on five years of revenue. But say you find someone who has like a great business plan, great experience, has awesome cash flow and they, their business stays afloat that full 10 years. It's like, I think they really banks a business too. So having someone with a human like interaction aspect, you can kind of read these people from experience and, and see like, oh, is this per does this person really have what it takes like to make their business last with the money that we're giving them? Then like, yeah, like it, it, there is one aspect of, you know, reading financial statements and then there's this kind of this unwritten aspect of like, can you interpret, you know, someone's per performance long term based on what they're giving you and how prepared they're coming into this, you know, uh, this financial interview with you practically like it's there, there's, there's a lot of moving parts with it and it's, it's kind of amazing to see that, uh, 
like people are actually capable of like making those interpretive decisions. It's like a balance thing where if one is a little higher than the other, because to me, that experience piece is, you could probably talk about that all day, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're coming out of college and you haven't held, you know, if you, you don't have all this tons of experience in the real world, but you've taken the courses, because he even said, could be education, could be you managed a similar sized company, could be you managed a company in that same industry. Like, it just seems to me like experience can mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you drill down further into the experience piece, is one like is one argument better than the other? You know, I've got my master's degree in this. I haven't actually managed a company, but I've taken all the classes. Versus, I've managed a company similar, just a different industry or different size. Didn't have the schooling like that. Experience piece, I feel like, could be uh, it's a little ambiguous. You know? Yeah, like what experience is better than others? Like, just got a college, started out with nothing, made a decently sized business, but now I'm coming to the bank to go to the next level. Versus, you know. MBA with no actual real business experience other than maybe like internships and whatever like grad studies that you've done like which one is real world experience or like educational experience going to be valued more in that situation and you're right like I wish you did have more time to unpack yeah. like what what experience exactly is are, is the bank looking for in that in that regard like I wonder if it's subjective I wonder if that's yeah. like like he might hold more weight as to one mm -hmm. but not another maybe that's know? that like unspoken communication aspect yeah. where it's yeah. like oh. I'm going to be able to read this person or not and yeah. see where they're going. Yeah, I think uh, I think there was a lot there to unpack. Um, you know, I could drill down further into the SBA piece, could drill down further into you know, experience and liquidity and all that, but, uh, but that's wild. Yeah. I think that um, just kind of to, like, wrap up everything, I think that it's good to say, like, even if you're getting out of college and you want to start a business, just because you don't have experience – like you still have to take a shot because yeah. everybody started with no experience. Mm -hmm. You like y'all said you could have a lot of schooling, you could have a lot of real world experience, but either way, like someone started in the exact same way that you are and there's people that are successful from where you started. Alrighty you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Cash Radio. Um we will see y'all next Thursday and thank you for tuning in to KTSW eighty nine point nine.